Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We are so glad you're with us. We're a Bible-based church from Ontario, Canada, and together we're on a mission to reach people far from Christ and see them become devoted followers of Him. Today we get to hear from Haitian missionary Tony Jones. Well, let me tell you, Tony's a real firecracker and will get you all riled up as he shares stories from the mission field. And it's been such an honor and a thrill as a, as a church to be able to support Tony and his team financially as he continues to share the love of Christ with the Haitian people. So with that, let's turn it over to Tony as he shares his story with us. Can we pray? <laughs> Grace God and Heavenly Father, just thank you so much. I'm so humbled and blessed to be here to share what you are doing in Haiti through a sinner saved by grace. God, as that song says, oh, how, we, how you love us, and oh, how we need you. God, I ask that the people's hearts be touched today, not by the words that I say, but by that tiny voice that you instill in all of us, Lord. God, give us the ears to hear and the eyes to see, and we give you all the glory. And Lord, you deserve the reward for your punishment, for dying for us on that cross. We thank you today, Lord. Amen. Thanks for having me, brothers and sisters. And if I start tearing up, which I have, it's Andrew Friesen's fault because he told that beautiful story of that young girl coming to know the Lord. Uh, uh, So, I'm 65 years old, and I'm going to give you a quick testimony. Nothing's really quick with me, but I'll do it the best I can. I thought I only had five or ten minutes to speak, and Andrew said, yeah, 30. I said, oh, no problem. Give me an hour and 30, as you know. This is what happens when, when the Lord sends you on the mission field. So uh, anyway, I got saved uh, September 1995 at 38 years old. I was a log home builder here in Peterborough. Had my company for about 15 years. I loved my job. Loved my job. For me, success was loving what you, what you do. And uh, never about money. I wish I had the money I lost, if you want to know the truth. But anyway, uh, I got saved September 95 in 1999. I was in the, a big expansion with the company, and uh, but God had been working on me since that day that uh, he called me. And I remember we had just bought a commercial property on 115. I'm building a model home and getting everything ready to go. And I drove into the yard, and uh, I, I couldn't get out of my truck. And I looked at everything I'd accomplished in the world. And I see my guys working and everything I'm done, and I loved it. But that day... I had a different kind of love. I had a love unspeakable. And I remember getting out of the truck. It was a Friday, and I went to the guys, and I said, Guys, I'm taking you out for dinner tonight. And that day, that night, I ended the business. I literally stopped everything. I sold everything. I was in tears. I got on my knees. I said, Lord, I'm yours. Send me wherever you want to send me. And uh, anyway, so in 2000, I moved to the communist country of Cuba where I served there for four years. As an underground missionary, I got arrested and either sent to two years in jail or they're going to deport me. Well, they deported me, thank God. And uh, I had four blessed years in Cuba. And uh, the church I was affiliated with at the time, once I got deported, they continued to support the pastor and the little home churches that we had set up. Until this day, that has continued to be support, and that has grown like you wouldn't believe. I'll tell you, God's on fire all over the world. Cuba, the Cubans love the Lord. They really do. 
So anyway, I get kicked out of Cuba. I'm on my knees. I say, okay, Lord, you know, you close one door, you open another. Where You open another. Don't send me anywhere easy. Look out. He answers prayer. Welcome to Haiti. Oh, my goodness, brothers and sisters. When I landed in that country, I had no idea. I couldn't. I'd seen poverty in, in Cuba. This was on this unimaginable scale, as you're going to see in some of the little clips. And, and Nate, you let me know when you're ready to go. But you know what? Before I keep going, and I, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I wish I could hug you when I tell you this. I really want you to understand what I'm going to tell you. And I've said this before, and it is so true. I've got 20 years on the mission field. I can tell you, this book changes everything. It is the Spirit of God through the Word of God. And the only thing that will win that war against poverty, disease, injustice, and hunger is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm telling you. Thank you. It is so true. It's not another clinic. It's not another orphanage. It's not another school. Jesus Christ didn't come here to build clinics and schools and orphanages. He came here to save sinners. And the only good mission, brothers and sisters, is one that leads hearts to Christ. That is it. And if you guys go on a mission trip, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Everything you build will eventually crumble. Everything you paint will fade. But the relationships you make through the person of Jesus Christ will last forever. I'm telling you that in 2010, January the 12th at 4.53 p.m., when the largest earthquake in Haiti hit, I saw all of what we had built and what we had painted. I saw it come down. We were there. But you know what? Those people that we had a relationship with Jesus Christ are still there today, and they still love the Lord, and they don't care if they sleep on cardboard because they know they're going to a mansion. They know. And I can tell you, if you come to the mountains with me in Haiti, the mountain people will tell you. Tony has told us that in this country, we're always going to have troubles. But they also know that Jesus, in Jesus, they'll always have peace. And the, Because it's the change of the heart, brothers and sisters, and everything I've seen, the heart of the problem is the problem with the heart. And you guys know it. Only the supernatural work of Jesus Christ will change the heart. Am I right? Amen to that. And you know what? Think about how we used to serve the world, eh? All our hobbies are golfing. Oh, I can hardly wait to get to the car race. Get working on that car, Bill. I used to be a race driver in, in, in the world's days. And think of the excitement we had. Now ask yourself, how can you serve him with any less? We have a risen Savior. How can you serve him with any less the man that went to the cross for us? Oh, no, we can't. We're, we are in the world, but we're no longer of this world, brothers and sisters, of this world. So let's start, first of all, with the condition of Haiti right now. I'm still here, but believe me, my heart is not here. It is with the people in Haiti. And my brothers and sisters that continue to preach the gospel in those conditions. Brothers and sisters, we are so blessed to live in this country. You cannot imagine what this is like in Haiti. You can't imagine. And right now, in its entire history, it has never been this bad. It has never been this bad. You can imagine. So right now, literally every mission in that country has closed its doors. They have flown all of white people out of there. 
I mean, they did that. The, the helicopters were going over our house back in 2019 when the political uh, problem started. And then the COVID hit. And brothers and sisters, so right now, Haiti is, how can I say it, a narco state. No government, well, here we have governments, Haiti have cartels. It is totally collapsed. They have 4,500 gangsters, 150 gangs, running the entire country. Running the country. They only have 1,500 policemen. Now this Joe Biden guy in the U.S. has offered visas for policemen. They've already, or for Haitians, they've already lost 30 policemen taking advantage of this visa. Get me out of here. I don't blame them. And you know, the gangsters, you got 4,500 against 115, or 1,015. The gangsters, they carry Smith and Wesson. What do the cops have? Fisher Price. Fisher Price, I'm telling you, you, they are totally outgunned. I know the gangsters. We feed them. We feed the police too through Kids Against Hunger Food. But uh, anyway, pray for that country. It is a total shutdown right now. The only reason my, I'm here is because I can't go back. First thing was I'm not vaxxed. But now... The roads are totally controlled by the gangs. I was going to fly to my to a town near my house. Now the Christian aviation missionaries have all left the country. They're not coming back to next year. So now there is no uh, travel within the country through a, through a Christian group. Eighty percent of the flights have canceled. They they're just not going to Haiti. It is unbelievable what's going on. So please pray for Haiti, and you're going to see some pictures that. Are, are, are going to shock you. Brothers and sisters, one day I'm on my motorcycle and a monsoon rain hits. I got to go to another town to do our banking because there's no banks, there's nothing in the town I live in. And I got to go, this, I, I don't know, has, have I told this story before? I don't want to be a broken record. So anyway, I'm heading to the bank, this monsoon rain hits. And I mean, you hold that, yeah, hold that picture. And then, uh, whatever. I'll tell you when to flick the next one. Anyway, I pull over. It's raining. The rain felt like hail. I got my Haitian brother on the back. We pull over under this great big awning at the police station. And all of a sudden I hear, Blontoni, Blontoni. I hear these kids yelling at me. And I'm like, and I look and here is a cell and all these arms flailing out. And they all know me in town. I'm the only one with a motorcycle and actually, you know, lives with the Haitians. And I went up to the cell and I couldn't believe what I was looking at. This was a prison for teenagers. These kids were in an 8 by 12 room and there had to be 20 or 30 of them in there. They were crammed in sardines. Wait till you see what these kids look like. I'll never forget it. Brother, do you want to go to the next one? Take a look at prison in Haiti. Haiti doesn't have a death penalty, but guess what they do? Go to prison. We've had over 200 starved to death since January. First time in the country's history. This is what happens. The reason these kids look like this is, number one, they were only getting crackers and water three times a day. But because the gangs control the country now, no transportation. You can't deliver food. Everything comes out of the capital. And these guys were starving to death. I'm going to tell you. You can go to the next one. Franz just sent me this about two months ago. These guys died when he took the picture. That's what's going on in Haiti. I'll tell you, these Haitians would love to come to jail in Canada. They would love it. So 
This is what we're... Go to the next one, please. So anyway, when I saw these kids, I went to the guard, and I asked them if I could come back and give the gospel to these kids. Give the, and, and first of all, they said, oh, yeah, 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 sure you can. Very uh, cynical, sarcastic, because this town has more mission groups than the town I'm from, and these kids don't even get a visit. I couldn't believe it. He said, we get these teams, come here, they take their picture, they give them a sucker, and they say, we'll pray for you, you never see them again. And there they are back at their mega church showing their trophies, showing their trophy pictures. Forgive me. Don't get me wrong. Missions, if we didn't have missions, it'd be worse off. But I got a problem with how we do some of the stuff. So I started to come back to these kids, and we gave them the gospel every Friday. And I fed them, because they got to be alive to hear the word. They got to be alive. And today, brothers and sisters, you would not believe the move of God. That's been three years. We've literally had every kid and woman. You can go to another one. There they are. Look at them now. They got meat on their bones. And these kids get saved when the prison director was very hard with me. And he said, I'm a Christian, but I see what you guys do. You bring your teams, you come here and you leave, you never see the kids. I said, oh, no, 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 that's not going to be me. That guy was so convicted that he came up to me and he asked for forgiveness, the prison director, and now he leads the kids in worship and prayer every night. I did bring a picture of Michelle. And, oh, you know, thank the Lord. And he has been a blessing. I should have put the picture from playing the accordion. He sings hymns to the kids. It's just unbelievable. So now we get these kids saved and we get, we went to the judge. The director said, these kids have changed. They're not criminals anymore. The judge, give me 50 bucks and we'll let them out. So sure enough, that's what we do. And I'm going to tell you, there's a brother here today. I don't know if he's in this crowd or will be the next one. He's been committed to me every month to send me an amount of money. Brother, some of that money you send me is supporting this right here. So thank you so much. Was that it? Okay. Oh, we got a lot if we... All right, so let me tell you where Pathway comes in. Let me tell you where you can, sisters, come in. In 2008, I can't remember when you went, 2015, 16, it's been so long. I had a mountain man come down. So I, I, as you know, I'm in the mountains. No, first white guy they ever saw. First, 93% of the population live in the mountains. 7% live in the town. We have 20 mission groups in my town. They're like a Tim Hortons on every corner. But you go to the mountains, they'd never even seen a missionary. So we started the mission work up there. We had a pastor, to give you an idea, eight hours one way. He walked down to my house from the mountains because he heard of this white guy, this blonde, that pays teachers at schools and brings the gospel. So this director come down and he sat. I had already left. We generally leave at like 3.30 in the morning because it's a long way up there. He'd already come down. I was already gone. He sat on my front porch for eight hours waiting for me to come back. His name was Brutus and you're going to see him. And he said to me, Tony, I understand you. I said, yes, Brutus, I know what you need. You can't pay the teachers. I know all about your problems. He says, oh, no, no, no. We have a bigger problem than that. And I said, what? He goes, we have a witch doctor. And I said, oh, yeah. Well, witch doctors outnumber pastors in Haiti three to one. Three to one in the mountains. And I said, and they had just sacrificed 
the brightest kid in this school. That's right, brother. Sacrificed 17 since I've been there. I could show you pictures of it. They sacrificed this boy. So his didn't care about the teachers. What he wanted was someone to come up there and share the gospel with his community. And pay and don't pay the teachers. Because if you pay the teachers, the kids can all come to school. These teachers haven't been paid in two years. They were making $15 an hour. One week before... Okay, so he was there. A week later, who shows up at my door? This Nathan Blaze and three other blondes from Canada. They show up. I never told them... I've told this story. I've never said one thing to Nathan. I just said, I'm going to take you and show you what we're doing in the mountains. And I never ask for nothing because the God will put it on their heart. If I got to ask for something, it's no good. God will bring it to me. He knows what He knows what we need. I took Nathan up there. When I brought Nathan, Carl, Josh, and Justin down... Nathan said, Tony, what can we do for that school? I couldn't believe it. Here he was just, well, Nate, uh, just so happens, uh, teachers haven't been paid in two years. It might be nice to pay them. And that time they were making something like 20 bucks a month. That guy got home, and him and Jess and the board of uh, Pathway, they, they have been supporting that school ever since. These teachers, where, what pictures have you shown up there, Nate? Get your school boys up there. There they are. Okay, there's Brutus, the little guy in the jacket, and there's the teachers you're paying. And to let you know, you guys just upped your your uh, your your support because the food prices in Haiti went up three to five hundred percent. And but if you want to know the truth, these guys weren't even making enough to buy a bag of rice every month. But you upped it, and what a blessing! So Brutus just sent me these pictures. There he is with some of the kids. Nate, he's been right there. But now they build a road. We don't have to take donkeys and horses. They built us a road so we could get up there. Six kilometers they dug by hand. I got pictures of it. Unbelievable. Okay, guys, I want you to pray for John Roger on the left, back. Uh, Edward, back right. John Luke on the left and Robinson on the right. These are Edward has been with me for... Six years, seven years, he's ahead of our kids' program. These three guys are mountain men that, that we go to our church, and we just hired them too. And believe me, they'll work for food, but if I can get them a little more, I will. So these guys, uh, they, they're, they're, in the school, they're helping with the schools too. Okay, and here's the crew. There's Franz, there's Edward, there's Enoch, and Jordani. Pray for these guys. These guys are... are up against the ga- even the gangsters are in the mountains right now, and um, these guys that's our John Deere Gator, and that's how we're getting up there. There's Enoch with your kids at the Pathway School, and all uh, oh, the, the you wouldn't believe the move of God because of what you're doing. It's unbelievable because it gives the mountain people hope. Ninety percent of the mountain people can't read or write. Ninety percent they didn't want their children to be like that, so they built these schools. But they're dirt poor. Average mountain person makes between one and two hundred dollars a year, and how can they afford to pay teachers? They can't. So Pathway stepped up, and you have been doing that work. And what a move of God! You wouldn't believe the light you gave to that community. We went up there. There was twenty people in the church. We now have over two hundred. Over 200. The t- and, and some of those teachers, they didn't know the Lord. But they do now. But they do now. It's unbelievable. Okay, what was the next one, brother? Is this discipleship or is it churches? It looks like churches. Okay. So, brothers and sisters, I don't plant churches. 
What I do is I equip the Haitians so they'll plant their own church. And that's what we do. We go into community and we'll evangelize. And before you know it, you got 50 or 60 coming up to us. And I'm white. I kind of stick out in a crowd so I can draw them. They see me. That What is that white guy doing up here? And they'll come. And it's awesome. So the, it's, we'll, the best thing to do is go to a market. They live and die up there. So we go to a market. I take my speaker and my microphone. We got a 75-hour charge up there because we spent 12 hours to get up there. We're sure not going home that day. And we do three day, three days of evangelism. And we go to the local markets and we give the gospel. You wouldn't believe the people that want to hear about this hope because they have no hope. And in voodoo circles, the devil wants them to die for him. But we got a Jesus that died for us. You wouldn't believe how that resonates in the heads of a Haitian. They can't believe it. Did I tell you, like to give you an idea, did I tell you the, um, do you remember if I told you the um, Haitian proverb? Where two Haitians are before God? I'll never forget this. It was told me by a Christian senator the first six months I was there. Two Haitians are before God. God says to the one Haitian, I will give you whatever you want, but I'm going to give your Haitian brother double. And the senator said to me, Tony, what do you think the first Haitian asked for? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, if he, if he wants a million, the other guy's going to get two million. You know, what? I don't know. And he said, the first Haitian said, I want to be blind in one eye. I want to be. That is the heart of Haiti. It is true. The heart is deceitful amongst all things. It is true. But when you get up there and you proclaim the gospel and they come to know it, the Lord unbelievable move of God. The kids don't steal anymore. They don't go to the gardens anymore. The kids come home uh, after, we, we because we proclaim the gospel every day in the church, or in the school. They don't start school till they hear a 30-minute gospel story. They come home, their parents see a huge difference, and wonder why their kids are obeying them. What, why, why are these, my kids are, we're not getting in trouble because they're not stealing out of neighbor's gardens anymore. And then the kids say, oh daddy, oh mom, Jesus doesn't like us to do that. We don't do that anymore. You wouldn't believe how many parents have been saved through the children of the school. And I can show you pictures. You wouldn't believe. Is that it? What do we got? Oh yeah. Oh, welcome to a church plant. There you go. This isn't Hollywood. It's Haiti. There's a church plant. We went, we had 30 saved the first three days. 30. And they said, oh, Brother Tony, where are we going to fellowship? Well, let's build you a church. Give me a couple of thousand bucks and let's get one together. Bamboo poles and roof. That is what they used. That is another church. We've updated that one. Let's just say that. Keep going, brother. Take a look at that. That's a church. That's what it's like when we went up there. Can you believe that? And we complain if it's raining? Uh Uh-huh. The seats are little uncomfortable? Uh Uh-huh. Here we are. Oh, this was our big anniversary. They're all dressed to the nines. They wear the same suit all year because it's the only one they got, much like me. And Okay, so here's our evangelistic team. So what I'll do, you know, they stick out because they all got the same color. When you go up there, the mountain people are, where are these people from? And they'll and it attracts them, and that's our evangelistic team. We'll, we'll go up there. They'll stay overnight. They sleep on boards. You wouldn't believe it. And we proclaim the gospel. Yeah, there's the kids' program. Some of the kids, we do the Sunday school. You know the deal. Yeah, oh, there's Leon and Madeline and Enoch. He was the second 
First pastor I worked with. First pastor. And that's up in the community. His son, Enoch, we sent him. He is our number one pastor. We sent him to uh, Bible seminary in Haiti for four years. They've had a very good seminary. It's funded by some mega mega mission in the U.S., but but they do a great job, and he is now our pastor. He is an ordained pastor, and that man cried when he got his heart. I, I came talk to start. He always prayed that his son Enoch would become a pastor, and he knew it would never be because he had no money, and then Blonde Tony showed up at their door, and God changed everything. We sent him to the seminary, and he's our lead pastor now. There's, okay, Bible says, go and make disciples. That's what we do. That's what we do. This is, we have a discipleship leadership uh, with our radio station. We got a radio station. Lord willing, will be on the air this year once I get back. And um, in that same building, we have a discipleship and a leadership center. And we train and equip them so they'll go back. So I don't have to ride these donkeys anymore, man. I'm 65. I don't want to be traveling back there. Let's train and equip the nationals so they can go and disciple their own community. And this is the team. That's our, that's three classes right there. We're getting ready to teach them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to, you know, they can't sit on rocks and stumps. So we build benches and there we are hauling a bunch of benches. I usually get the mountain people to build them. There you go. That's it for that. So brothers and sisters, uh, thank you. But just keep hating your prayers. And thank you so much for your prayers and support. I'm going to tell you, as bad as this world is, God or Haiti, the Lord is building his church. Hey, that's it from us. Thank you so much for joining. Please stay connected with us. Be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's Pathway Church PTBO. Hey, God is at work in this world, and we feel so blessed that we get to be a part of what he is doing. Have a great day wherever you're at, and we hope to see you soon.